Welcome to Trust Matters, the podcast, where Charles H. Green, CEO of Trusted Advisor Associates and co-author of the best-selling book, The Trusted Advisor, answers your questions and offers wisdom on how to build stronger relationships with clients and colleagues. Hi, this is Charlie Green, along with our MC Jason Gluskin. Jason, this one sounds like a real counterintuitive one, yes? Charlie, so Enzo writes in with a pretty tough situation in question. He says, Charlie, I feel like I'm trapped, and I hope you can help me out. Like a lot of your listeners, I'm in the early stages of my career at what is basically a technology services consultancy. Given the tech sector, things change rapidly, including how we organize our services and what these service offerings are. We recently got an inquiry from an attractive existing client wondering if we could do X, Y, and Z for them. Well, X, Y, and Z happens to be a hot field in tech right now. Truth be told, we're serving it by putting it to outside vendors and contractors from X and Y and Z. Some of these vendors are our competitors, and a few of our competitors have already fully integrated services aimed at precisely offering X, Y, and Z. We do not. We can do the work, to be clear, but not without fail. We're piecing it together. It's hard to pull the staff together, and they don't all report to the same people. They don't all use the same methodologies and so forth. At least two of our competitors do it better than we do. So then you have my boss. She's telling me to pull out all stops. Put the best lipstick on that pig, she said. Indicate that we can price aggressively. Never mind under-promise and over-deliver. Promise a lot right out of the gate. I'm caught in the middle. This goes against my moral grain, and I'd prefer to be more of a conservative and open. Plus, I'm not sure the client is going to get the very best job if they hire us. Please give me your advice. You can call me Enzo in the middle. Enzo, ouch. Though I'm glad that you feel the pain, it means you have a conscience and a commitment to client service. Don't lose that. It'll serve you well in life. But to your current situation, I'm going to tell you a story, Enzo, and then let's talk about how it may or may not apply to you. In my consulting days, the fellow who co-ran our very successful financial services practice was Howard Schwartz. We punched above our weight in that sector. One day, Howard got a call from the head of McKinsey's U.S. Financial Services Practice, a direct and much larger competitor of ours. They knew each other professionally, though not personally, and he had a most unusual request. Howard, he said, we have a problem. We started an important piece of work for an important client, and things just went wrong right off the bat. We stopped, regrouped, and restaffed, and began again. Unfortunately, we immediately had another hiccup, and again, I had to stop the work. Now, neither we nor our client could afford another false start. So I find myself in the unusual position of reaching out to you, a competitor. I know you guys do good work. I want to invite you and your team into this client to do this important job. I'm confident you'll do excellent work at it. Well, Howard couldn't believe his ears. I mean, how often does a competitor give you the keys to the door of a major client? But he quickly agreed to do the work. He quickly threw together a high-powered team, and they did the work in a matter of six weeks or so. Very quick and very high quality. At the end, Howard went to the client and said, Mr. Client, I think you can see now the caliber of our team and our work. If you agree, I wonder if we might start talking about other kinds of work we might do for you. The client responded, Howard, thank you so much. I know you came in under unusual circumstances. Your team behaved professionally, and the work was indeed top-notch. And we're very impressed with your people, so thank you very much. As to more work, however, I have to tell you, we would never leave McKinsey precisely because they were big enough to bring you in. I hope you can understand my thinking on that. Well, Howard was surprised, but not at all shocked. He totally understood what the client meant. I don't blame you a bit, he said. I think I'd have done the same. Have a great life. Now, let's break this down. 
first, this is one of those great paradoxes that come about when you really work with trust. What seems like the most dangerous thing you can do, invite in a competitor, turns out to be what creates even deeper client commitment. And let's be clear, I'm not recommending that anyone run around recommending competitors willy-nilly, even if they may have a bit of an edge on you here or there. However, you must always be willing to consider doing it. Otherwise, you're implicitly claiming that there is no such job ever that you can't do better than everybody else, which is ridiculous, of course, and just makes you look silly claiming it. Okay, Enzo, I know you're thinking, wait, I can't say that. I'm caught in the middle. I have a boss, and it's her call, not mine. I get it. Someday you'll be in your boss's situation, and you'll have to make that tough call yourself. But one thing you can do, you know, send your boss this podcast episode. In the meantime, share your concerns with her. Ask her to think about what happens if the dog finally catches the car, and you actually have to deliver this work. You said this was, uh, I think you said, an attractive existing client, so there's even more risk from a bad piece of work than if it was a brand new client. Twice in my own career, I have managed to sell a piece of work I shouldn't have, and it was awful having to deliver it. I don't wish it on you or your boss. Finally, you don't have to treat this as such a black and white case as I presented by telling you Howard's story. I'd suggest that in your conversations with the client, you attempt to be truthful and transparent. Explain how you're going to staff this from several practice groups. Explain how XYZ is an emerging area and you're still formulating your company's point of view on it. Discuss openly the staff you'll be putting on the project. And let the client make the decision. An informed decision, one you haven't prevaricated about, one that that you've been straightforward with. Especially if they end up going with a competitor, they'll appreciate your having been honest and candid with them. And that will play well for you in the long run, including with this client. This is not your last project. Your career doesn't hinge on getting this one job unless you act like it does and end up not behaving in the client's best interest. That can be a career-limiting move. So be careful what you wish for. You've been listening to the Trust Matters Podcast with Charles H. Green. Send us your questions about trust, relationships, and business at podcast at trustedadvisor.com. And visit trustedadvisor.com for tons of free articles, videos, and more.